You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Four seconds to go. They can win it with a touchdown. First victory of the year on the line. Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, ends up. Yes! Caught! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! They did it! Amon Ross St. Brown in the receiving end! Oh, they're rushing the field! They've done it! Three zeros on the clock! This game is over! It's over! Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown! His first career touchdown! And how big is that? Oh my goodness! Have a day, boys! Have a day! Welcome on in, Beck UL Delta, as always, by Fan Duel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you here on a Monday after a wild week 13 in the NFL. Tonight, we have a big one. The Patriots and the Bills will get to that. We'll look forward to the college football playoff. We got to talk about yesterday. We heard the uh, the call there. The Lions win. They get their first win of the season. Down go the Vikings. Down go Vikings teasers in a day yesterday that the big favorites took care of business. The big favorites 5-0. and If you were fair by 7.5 or more. If you were one of those bigger favorites, but not the biggest, sometimes those days are tough. Yesterday it was for Minnesota. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksford. Joe, I know you and uh, Paul went 2-2 two and two in the contest with one game to go tonight. And uh, those Vikings, we, we just, anytime you want to trust Kirk Cousins, and even as someone who, who has liked Kirk Cousins. Oh, he's flipping. Like, Finally flipping. No, no, you felt like that day was coming for Minnesota. You felt like he's that trash. day was coming. He's trash. I mean, you need to win. When people were talking up the Vikings, like, okay, now they can go on their playoff run. That That's what's interesting. It will break down the NFC playoff picture, that these teams that, Started to get a little buzz behind them. We talked about the matchup a week ago between Minnesota and San Francisco, how impactful that was. Well, they both they both end up losing a week later when when they're in the run for the the playoff spot. And Washington just goes ahead and wins their fourth consecutive game. The Minnesota one was frustrating uh, for teasers. Our guy Paul Aspen was all over, calling it Arizona a free square, and it was just a yep. matter of which ones you're going to hook into that Cardinals teaser. Minnesota is one of those ones that just had a had a funny feeling about, and there's some people that made deep runs in Survivor. Uh, two of the nine uh, had Minnesota in mind, so those were knocked out. I know in Circus Survivor, it went from 28 down to 23, only because of the Vikings. As you mentioned, all these big favorites we had, uh, the Vikings were the only one uh, to go down. And, I mean, just Dan Campbell, he can't manage late-in-game situations to save his life. And, 118 left. We're getting near the middle of the field. Let's just spike it. Like you, it worked out in the end for them, and I guess that's good. They were excited there. I don't know how excited they'll be if they lose the first pick and they lose their best chance of getting to best quarterback in the draft. Um, but I guess it's good for them. This is one of those situations again with the Vikings. You look at the box score, like how did they lose? I mean, they outgained them. The yards per play were nearly a full yard. Here's how they lost. Field goals in the red zone. Yep. And I can't, I can't believe Mike Zimmer is still employed as the head coach of that team. I called it before the year. And th- even the larger sample size of this season, as long as he's been there, just more proof that that dude needs to be launched immediately. Well, that team, Aaron, they blew their chance yesterday to kind of pull ahead or, or at least give themselves a really good chance the NFC playoff race. And now it's all – I mean, it's, we'll talk about it. The NFC just feels like 
at the bottom and the top. Totally just a free-for-all who's going to get those spots. Yeah, I think that was the most frustrating part. Um, you know, uh, the money line parlay with all the, the three favorites that I had, the Vikings was the only one that didn't hit. And it's they had a lot on the line. And I thought, you know what, they're going to get up for this game. It's the Lions. And, and as the more the season went on, I have I, been on the Lions quite a few times this season. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. The one time I'm the, on the other side, they finally get the win. It was so frustrating. That, yeah, look, they keep covering. Eight, eight, yeah, eight. Like you, you were just going there too, Joji. Eight and four against the spread. At, at halftime, I did jump on the Vikings live, and I guess you could make the case that you're on the right side. I took them plus two thirty-five, and they're down twenty to six. And Detroit ends up blowing the lead. And remember, they were down. They had that twenty, the two touchdown halftime lead, and then they're trailing with that last drive. But again, Zimmer, that's his defense. Wow, it was fourteen play drive from Jared Goff and a bunch of nobodies without DeAndre Swift. I mean, I I thought that was much more about Minnesota than it was about about Detroit. And in the end. Maybe all these teams, whichever team ends up getting the six, seven seed in the NFC, they all suck because this is a stronger conference. And you look to the top and the, those teams, I mean, there is a huge divide. It's not like tier one, tier two. It's like tier one, tier three, four between the one and seven in the NFC. Yeah, look, I mean, every team that's in this, like the, the Seahawks lost the uh, Seahawks beat the Niners yesterday. Niners lost the Seahawks. I was on the Seahawks, but the way that game went was absolutely crazy. Um 49ers lose, Vikings lose, Eagles last week lost to the Giants, right? This is going to keep happening. None of these teams are going to win out. They're all very flawed football teams, so we're going to have weeks right. like this. Yesterday, if you're on the Vikings, it did cost you. Uh, in terms of some trends yesterday, dogs of under seven go five and two, uh, and the favorites eight and five this week, unders eight and five this week. So a good week for favorites, good week for unders. And really, the, I, I think the biggest um, kind of just right at the end craziness that i know the seahawks niners had the craziness but how about harbaugh john harbaugh and his decision late in the game against the steelers the steelers every time i think they're dead they have a little bit of life still in this thing they pulled that out yesterday a big reason why the ravens could not convert the two-point conversion to win the game they didn't want to go to overtime let's hear for why because that was and that'll be talked about a lot today you know the, the ravens score the touchdown they could tie the game with the extra point go to overtime harbaugh didn't want to do it Let's hear from Harbaugh and then Tomlin on the decision and how it all happened. Obviously, when you get down, you're down by one. Uh, what went into the decision-making to go for two instead of just kicking? Try to win the game right there. We were pretty much out of corners, you know, at that point in time. So there's an opportunity to try to win the game right there. And how about for Tomlin, his response? No, it did not. You know, they aggressively play analytics. And, and so, you know, from that standpoint, they're predictable. So there's some things here to unpack. Uh, you know, those two will kind of go at it a little bit and have some fun there. Uh, first, let's dive into the decision that John Harbaugh made to go for two. I was not surprised he did. And I think when you hear his explanation, Joe, of, of he was out of corners, like he was leaking oil on defense. He didn't know what he had to put on the field on defense in the overtime. I understood why he did what he did. I, 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 all things considered, I understand why John Harbour went for two there. Yeah, the there's a lot to it. First off, my reaction to the game is I'm mad at myself for not trusting myself. 
it's Steelers. hard to go. We said it. We said it all it's week. It's hard to go to the window and say Pittsburgh right now. It really is. But the bottom line is, in this series, there are specific series where you can do this, and the players change, the coaches change, and actually, in this matchup, they really haven't over a long. The coaches don't change. Yeah. Yeah. Coaches don't change, and much of the players. I know the Ravens are down a lot of players, but I mean, you're getting more than a field goal, and you're you're at home. You take the underdog. You just do it. And it came down to the very end. In this case, uh, it came down to the two-point conversion. Harbaugh didn't say everything that he wanted to say. And it was fair for him to say, look, corners were down. They're down everything this season. And it's not just a corner. Like Marlon Humphrey. We're talking all pro-level stuff. There's that. There's Lamar Jackson, who's been terrible for a month. And again, they couldn't hit the 20-point mark. So that, that's another argument, in addition to the corners being down. And the defense in general, I know the Steelers are putrid, but they were going up and down the field on them. Let's remember, before that fourth quarter, they couldn't do a damn thing, and they were doing whatever they wanted offensively in that final quarter, and these stupid rules that we have. You can take it to overtime, and you could say, oh, well, I think you got a 1% or 2% better chance of winning if you're the Ravens and you take it to overtime with these idiotic rules, there's no guarantee that they're going to see the football. And, by the way, if Andrews catches it, he's not stumbling over himself, he wins, and everybody's screaming Harbaugh's a genius. So because they didn't complete that pass, what you're going to see on TV is Harbaugh's an idiot all day today. Aaron, what'd you think of it? It was a um, it was a risky decision, right? They have they basically have overtime in their pocket. They gave it up to try to win the game right there. I think it was kind of like a 50-50 decision. Um, for me, having worked for the team, I'm in the area. I was hoping this was gonna be a situation where they could, you know, beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, everything they've got going in the division, it was an important game. Like Joe o said, Lamar's looked terrible for about a month now like they really needed to turn things around so i was i think my emotions were in it quite a bit and so it was hard for me to just take take that out of it but when i took a step back i think the decision came down to whether or not harbaugh thought his team could win in overtime and clearly he did not feel good about that um you know at that point the ravens defense allowed the steelers to score on three straight possessions in the fourth quarter so he's thinking Like, we've got to do this. Like, I'm not feeling super confident if we go to overtime, we can win this game. And I've got to think as a player at this point of the season, you don't want to go to overtime either. Those dudes are tired. Uh, In addition, the Ravens were just so banged up in the secondary. Harbaugh pretty much said that, you know, they didn't have cornerbacks. So it was just, I don't know if it was really, I think at first watching the game, wanting the Ravens, excuse me, to win, knowing they've got Tucker, who's always pretty much legit. I was like, here Harbaugh goes with this gutsiness. And I was just getting pissed. But once I take a step back, I think, you know, it probably was the right decision and it probably would have gone, it would have been a coin flip had they gone to overtime and they could have lost the same way. I mean, so I want to. Truly a coin flip. I mean, the yardage was almost identical. It was 326 to 321 for the game, and it ends up being a one-point score. So I want to unpack what Tomlin said there, that the the Ravens aggressively play analytics. And I think it was a little jab at at the Mm -hmm. Ravens and a little jab at Harvard, just a a fun little rivalry thing. But I I was thinking about it as it happened, and then, you know, we're seeing this more and more. I mean, I I think Brandon Silly goes to the nth degree, but 
most teams now, most think alike, right? They're not. It's not like one team has some numbers other teams don't, right? There's there's win probability. There's there's a lot that factors, and maybe some teams value certain things differently. But most of these teams, all it's like baseball, right? They all kind of are playing by the same playbook now. They get it. So when he said that they weren't surprised because they aggressively play analytics, I took that as like the, the value of the surprise in the aggressive coach. I think it's going away. If they're all aggressive, there is no surprise anymore. Like I, I imagine Mike Tomlin knew or had a good good thought the whole drive. I bet they're going for two if they score. I don't think he was caught off guard. I don't think his team is caught off guard. And I think that's interesting now that you know we kind of look at the good coaches, the bad coaches, the dinosaur coaches versus the smart ones. But I'm not sure if the smart ones have the same advantage or the, the progressive ones, the teams that they used to five years ago. If everyone's doing it, it's not that big of a deal anymore. And even Lamar was saying, I didn't want to go to overtime after the game. Like, I don't think he was surprised. I think he thought that was the right decision as well. Right. I will say, he did call timeout, and they did leave the tight end wide open. So if they were ready for it, they really weren't that ready for it. No. Yeah, they weren't ready for the play. That, that, was, yeah, that, that was garbage by Tomlin. Because he's at the other end of the spectrum. He's ultra conservative, right? right. And we're even watching last night a guy like Vic Fangio, who's kind of flipped. He's kind of changed his ways a little bit. Now, the issue with Denver is the efficiency and Teddy sucks and the actual play calling once they decide to go for it. But they're ultra aggressive. See, I don't think it's about surprise anymore because, you could, like I mentioned, with the Tomlin stuff, he's not surprising anyone. You know what he's going to do from time to time. Uh, imagine if Tomlin had a good kicker like Tucker on the other side. I mean, he's always had a crappy kicker. But yeah, I I thought that was uh, I didn't care for that for Tom from Tomlin. And so okay, you knew what you were gonna do, exactly like Paul Aspen just mentioned. What what what'd you do to stop it? Because if the tight end's not stumbling, it's ball game. So I don't know that I would be celebrating. I will say though, those uh, studs on the Steelers defense look to be back after a, a couple of uh, really bad performances. I mean, Watt had three and a half sacks. Hayward had a sack. Uh, they looked fantastic. And doesn't it seem like the Ravens' offense is broken? I mean, it's always been an issue for them, and now it's their offense and their defense. It's not I have no trust. I don't care about their their 8-4 and record. I have no trust in that team. And actually, uh, we'll break this game down more. There's a lot of teams near the top of the AFC I have zero trust in, including the one that played last night. Like, the Chiefs win – the Chiefs cover. I walked away from that game feeling worse about Kansas City, even though it was Andy Reid <laughs> off the bye. I'm already on the Browns, by the way, for Week 14. <laughs> I love I love Cleveland against the the, Bra- the Ravens. I mean, the Ra- the Ravens offense. You're right. Look at Lamar's yeah. numbers the last three weeks, last four Someone's games. Broken. Right, he missed one. It's bad. Yeah. 64.4 rating. I mean, he's been bad now for the better part of a month. It's not good. I love the Browns coming up this week. And I'll say this because you said the the AFC is all weird. This could be the year. Where something wacky happens, where a six Colts. or a seven seed makes a run. Colts. Could be the year. Colts? We've, we've been talking about the Colts the last couple Could be of the Colts. They're that, Could be the Chargers. And I, think, and I think Collinsworth mentioned on the broadcast last night, I agree. Like They're, they're a team that's built to win on the road with sure. that run game. It depends on the matchups. Um, another point about Baltimore, they failed to score 20 in six of their last seven games. Six Too seven. much. It's bad. The offense is bad. Joe Ojo, G. Aaron Hawks with Becky Daily present as always by Fan Duel Sports. We'll dive more into NFL Week 13 on the other side. <laughs> 